Welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 4. This week, we're going to be breaking down the action from Week 3 in the NFL, including the Rams asserting their dominance over the Bucks, the Chargers getting a huge win over the Chiefs, the Cowboys blowing out the Eagles, and much more. Thanks for listening. What is going on, Shrey? And today on this um, chilly fall day, man. Great ball, great weekend of football. Uh, how about you? <laughs> you know how I'm doing, bro. If you were watching the games on Monday night or watching the yes, game bro. on Monday night. Wow. You know, we, we will get into that later, but uh, I'm doing exceptional right now. I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure let's, <laughs> let's jump into it, though. We got a lot of games to talk about. Um, starting off, we got to start off on Sunday, unfortunately. As much as I want to talk about the Cowboys, we got to start off on 425 game in SoFi Stadium. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming in and taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Matthew Stafford put on a show, bro, 27 of 38, 343 yards, four touchdowns. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, as Trey's been saying, as I've been saying, that secondary, the weakest link on the team, uh, it really came out to haunt them that day. Deshaun Jackson, I mean, he's, what, 34 now? That man is flying down yep. the field. He is still super speed. quick. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the Buccaneers front four you or front seven, you cannot run on them. Sony Michelle, I think I told the ball 20 times. He had like 60 yards, but um, that secondary was getting torched. Cooper Cup, another great game. Deshaun Jackson, as we just mentioned, 120 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, I think Tyler Higby had a touchdown as well. He got in the action. I mean, they, there's just no answers for the weapons that the Rams had. So, Shrey, I'm asking you because the Buccaneers are your um, Super Bowl pick. Does this concern you moving forward? Does this secondary – is this secondary built to make the Super Bowl? Um, the secondary is not built to make the Super Bowl, but the defenses and their front four just hasn't been getting pressure. Um, I think um, not having Sean Murphy Bunting, who showed out in the playoffs, had a pick in every game, I believe, besides the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not there. Um, obviously Dean got hurt. Um, he's one of their weaker corners, but still, I mean, with the little depth that they have, it really hurts. Cause then you have that dude D Delaney who was getting absolutely worked yeah. by Cooper <laughs> cup. And then Ross Cockrell, who's bounced around the league for a while. Um, it's going to put a stranglehold on your secondary and having no JPP. I think that really hurt as well. Um, I don't know if he's their most valuable player on defense, like J- or like Skip Bayless says, but he's a huge part of that defense. And not having him creating that pass rush um, really hurt because um, I don't think their defense is built on the corners having to cover for a while. Like the front four is supposed to get there, and mm-hmm. then everyone else is supposed to be in coverage. Devin White, Belanta David blitzing from time and time, but. Um, if they can't get any pass rush, it's very concerning. But I expect them, Todd Bowles, to figure it out. Um, I think they need to bring more balance to their offense because, yes, Brady's doing great. He's throwing – he's throwing like he's 34. Like he, he's showing no signs of age. But you can't expect a dude who's 44 to be throwing 55-plus times. That is just not um, – And, and you, can't have, you can't have Tom Brady as your leading rusher, bro. Exactly. It just makes no sense at all. Uh, I mean, I always harp on Bruce Aarons, but 
the fact that you give up on the run, the game was never at one point. It was just you know blow. It was a complete blow. You could still run the ball mm-hmm. um, up until the fourth quarter, I would say, and they just completely gave up. They, I mean, Brady throwing the ball fifty-five times as a forty-four-year-old, which I I know he's great and all, but I mean the defense knows it's coming, and especially this defense with Jalen Ramsey back there, and then you got Aaron Donald getting pressure on Brady. It's just like it's it's a, gonna pin a lot their to ask back. for, man. Yeah, it's a lot to ask for. Yeah, I mean. It's ridiculous. Like five carries for 11 yards for Ronald Jones, four for eight for Leonard Fournette. I think yet again, they're using Fournette in the shotgun a lot, which does not make any sense to me because he was struggling. Remember last year he was struggling in that mm-hmm. position as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he, he, he has caught some passes this year. Like I, I'm going to give him credit, but that's not, he's not a shotgun. Like, Oh yeah. Like inside zone type of, um, running back. You got to hand it to him. You got to let him get revved up and then he's going to start wearing down the defense and um, they just haven't committed to the run at all. It feels like they're trying to get Brady the MVP. Um, like th- there's no issue with that. Like Brady is like, he's the goat, but you can't put so much pressure on him. There's a reason he came here to Tampa Bay. Like he, he's, he came here to be on a team that's stacked that has a lot of weapons, and you you they signed Fournette for a reason. So use him the right, right way. Use him like you were using him to get to that Super Bowl because um, eventually the run game is going to be very important, um, especially when it gets a little colder. Granted that Tom Brady is an amazing cold-weather um, cold, uh, quarterback, but still, um, you have to have some balance. Um Got to keep your defense off the field, um, especially with all the injuries right now. Um, you got to um, uh, eat some clock and um, kind of win with a balanced variety of football. Mm-hmm. And um, it, that's just not how you're going to beat a Rams team that is looking very, very scary. Like, yeah. I got to give them credit. Mm-hmm. Um, DJX looks as fast as he's always looked pretty much. Stafford, um, he's perfect in that offense. Um, Sean McVay can literally do whatever he wants and Stafford can make all the throws, um, came out a little bit antsy, um, started off one, one of six. Um, but he, I, I think he, um, had a really good game after that. Um, Cooper cup look is looking like, uh, the next coming of Ter- Terrell Owens right now. Cause uh, he is just eating and, uh, Stafford just loves throwing to him and they just can't guard him. Like he's so good after the catch. Uh, so is Robert Woods. So they have a lot of dynamic pieces, and the running game is good enough. Like they, they at least commit to it to some extent. So um, they're yeah. looking really good, and they're scary right now. Cooper Cup is on his way to having an All Pro season, bro. I can't even lie, man. This guy is—he's lighting up the league. Um, before we move on, I, you remember how it's last year? I was like, oh, Rojo and Leonard Fournette—that's um, a weird combo. I don't know how it's going to work. I still feel like this, like that this year. And with the addition of Giovanni Bernard, it just complicates things so much more, bro. Like, you have three guys fighting for reps. Um, you know Giovanni's going to be in the third down in the third down um, positions. But you got Rojo, who, who didn't play – like, he barely played at all last game because he fumbled – or I think he missed a blocking assignment against the Falcons. And then in the first game, he fumbled the ball. Bruce Aarons took him out completely and didn't use him for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as a player – your confidence level has got to be shot when, especially when you're just putting the doghouse for a whole game, they bring you mm-hmm. back. They expect you, you to carry. Yeah. You get five carries and like, you just, 
these two running backs right here are workhorses, bro. You got to give them the ball at least 20 times um, to have them be efficient. Like, we saw Leonard Fournette last year. They were starting to work him a lot more. And, you know, it's just harder to get the ball because you have so many weapons and so many um, so many receivers. It's just, yeah. like, it, it's a hard thing to do. And uh, we'll see how it works out because it worked out last year, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel and, about this. And right now, the receiving depth is in question, too, because you have Antonio Brown on COVID, and then Scotty Miller had a severe yeah. curve toe, and he's on IR. So, yeah, you, I think they have to come into the run because even when Fournette wasn't playing that well last year, Rojo had his games where he just popped off. So, uh, they just have to commit to the run. They can't be doing this pass happy, and there's no excuse for Brady to be leading. Uh, Bruce Aarons, Bruce Aarons needs to like he needs to let his players perform, but you can make mistakes. All right, mistakes are fine. All right, as long as it's not going to be like a game fumbling, uh, you know, a fumbling something that like cost them the game. But I mean, dude, everybody makes mistakes in this game. We saw Clyde mm-hmm. Edwards-Alaire last week fumble the ball against Ravens. This week he he bought out this week. He also had another fumble. But they still yeah. kept him the ball. It's fine, but I, I guess Bruce Aarons has a different way of thinking about things. Um, so, yeah, moving on, we got to go talk about the Chargers and the Chiefs and Arrowhead. And, um, you know, coming into the year, I, I did say the AFC West is one of the best divisions in the league. And everybody was laughing at me. Everybody's laughing at me. Oh, my God. No, it's not. The Kansas City Chiefs are in last place right now. Let's think about it. three weeks into the season, the Chiefs are last place in the division, which everybody thought wasn't the best division in football. I think it has a case right now. Um I don't know if it's attributed to the fact that teams are figuring out um, the Chiefs or is it are they just in a slump right now? Because the Chiefs do not look like the same Chiefs that I've seen the past two years, especially defensively. Um, that secondary, I mean, th- it's just not good. It's literally it's just Tyron Matthew. Um, the front four they can't they can't stop the run. They can't get mm-hmm. they can't get pressure. Justin Herbert lit them up. Justin Herbert looked like what Patrick Mahomes was supposed to look like. It 281 yards, four touchdowns, and they almost <coughs> lost. The, they almost blew the game because Brandon Staley decided to go for it on fourth and nine, got bailed by a penalty, and then when he gets the, he gets the ball down in the red zone again, and then he decides to to score a touchdown with like the Chiefs have no timeouts. They could just run out the clock. Decides to score a touchdown. They had two timeouts. They had two timeouts. So, they, I mean, they could have got rid of all of Mahomes' timeouts and however much time left over and kicked the game-winning field goal. But I guess he wanted to stat Justin Herbert's, um, pat Justin Herbert's stats. So, they get And that they still win. miss the extra point. Yeah, he misses the extra point. Mahomes gets the ball back, and then they ultimately uh, win the game. But, I mean, Brandon State, they're selling Justin Herbert, bro. If the Chargers do not make the playoffs, do not, I, would, I don't want to hear any Justin Herbert slander. This Chargers team has been trying to sell them since day one, bro. Jared Cook with another illegal shift that cost them a touchdown. Uh, it's just, dude, it doesn't make any sense to me. The Chargers, they could be 3-0 and right now. Um, they're, they're fortunate to win these close games, something that they weren't able to do last year. So uh, I got to give them some credit. Justin Herbert balled out. He's on his way to having uh, an MVP type of season. I know, you know, he's not in the conversation yet, but the game he played recently at Arrowhead, this was um, his biggest win of his career. And I think he's only going to go up from now. Um, As for the chiefs offensively, they are a Travis Kelsey or a Tyreek injury away from not making the playoffs. And I'm being dead serious. You're no Travis Kelsey or Tyreek or Mahomes, of course, 
they are not making up. Bro, their their weapons on this team are not good enough. I'm telling you, bro. The receivers, the Cole Harmon, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, they're all good speed guys. But like, are you Travis Kelsey and Tyreek are the main targets? Everybody knows mm-hmm. it. Um, especially Travis in the middle, and you got Tyreek on the outside. It's it's hard to defend. But if one of those two get hurt, it's it's gonna be hard, bro. I'm telling you, this division is too hard. The AFC is too hard. I don't know how much the Chiefs can handle um, going forward against better teams. But, I mean, they couldn't beat the Chargers, and they still have to play the Raiders a couple times. They still got to play the Broncos. It is – I mean, dude, this division's hard. This division's hard, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, remember when I made that post for, like, the, the division hype post, and I put electric in caps, and everyone was in the comments like, oh, whoa, boy, this division's not electric. I mean – yeah. They they play some like the Raiders are so fun to watch. Like you never know what's gonna happen with them. Chargers are obviously Justin Herbert. I mean, they have a lot of talent, and then obviously the Chiefs and the Broncos are now three and oh. So this division's looking like the best in football, um, rivaling with the NFC West. Um, you, like you can pick and choose with those, but yeah, I think there is a little bit of a formula in stopping the Chiefs. Um, a lot of teams have just been completely taking out Tyreek Hill, doubling him. That's what um, the Bucks did in the Super Bowl. That's what the Ravens did last week. And that's pretty much what um, the Chargers did this week. So um, there is a little bit of a formula because if it's not Tyreek, it's going to be Travis Kelsey. No one else really, like, scares you. Because McCall Hardman, yeah, he's fast, but I don't think he – like, the hands are – still a bit of a question mm-hmm. and he just doesn't like the rest of them just don't have the consistency. They don't scare you. Like the defenses are basically just like, okay, yeah, we can let them beat us, but we're not going to let Tyreek Hill deuce us and flip into the end zone. That's just not going to happen anymore. Um, I think the chiefs will probably figure it out at some point with the offense um, and Tyreek Hill, but the defense is just, I, I don't see it being fixed. Mm. They um, show themselves, bro. Yeah, show themselves. they just don't look good at all. It feels like it gives a lot. It gives me very uh, Seattle Seahawks defense vibes because you have two great players in Adams and Matthew at the safety position, and then you have a guy around in the front seven, Bobby Wagner for the Seahawks and Chris Jones for um, the Chiefs. But other than that, nobody on that defense is really scaring you. Um, I've, their corners are very leaky. Um, and Herbert was doing whatever he wanted against them. Um, he looked very comfortable, um, didn't have his right tackle, and uh, they could not get that much pressure. Um, Herbert just makes it look too easy, man. Like, he might throw the prettiest ball in the league. Um, it just looks effortless. Um, he just looks so poised out there. Uh, I guess you were right, man. He might be going for that top five conversation, um, might launch himself into that MVP conversation. We'll see how he does on Monday night. But, yeah, the Chargers, that end-of-the-game play calling, I, I just did not know what was going on. I felt like I was in another universe because <laughs> I just – like, that is just the most uncon- unconventional way to win. 
because I thought they were just going to run it out. Um, they ended up trying to go for it on fourth and nine at, like, the 40-yard line. They got a false um, start, bro. It was fourth and four. Get a false start, back him up to fourth and nine. And, and still, still go for it. I was like, this guy's crazy. But, I mean, I guess it takes guts to win there. It gets it, yeah, too. So. Yeah. That was ballsy. Um, like, last week, yeah, I took guts. Harbaugh made that call on fourth and one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the every team is going to give the Chiefs their best shot. Um, they've – been on the losing end for a few years now of just getting embarrassed by the Chiefs. But I think a lot of teams are taking a page from that um, Bucks playbook and just playing cover two, doubling Tyreek, and mm-hmm. letting everything stay in front of you. Because even the Ravens touch or the touchdowns the Ravens let go, besides that Demarcus Robinson deep throw, it was all like, okay, yeah, the receiver caught it and just broke through yeah or um, like that Kelsey was just, one was ridiculous yeah exactly so um yeah I think there's a little bit of a formula hopefully Andy Reid can adjust um they had a lot of uncharacteristic turnovers uh Mahomes can't be doing that at the end of the game um he could like you just can't be making those mistakes um when you lose the turnover battle like that you're gonna lose no matter how good you are and unless you're the Bucks, obviously <laughs> week one but yeah I mean the defense is a problem. Um, the division's really good. So the Chiefs, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be that 15-2 and two or 14-3 and three type season. They might take a few, lo- a few more losses and get in as maybe a wild card or just barely win the division and not, be, not have that first round by. Yeah, the tide is slowly turning the AFC West. I remember that first year Mahomes was there. I, I for, for for me looking forward, and that point in time, I think it was 20, 2018, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see the Chiefs losing this division for another five, six years, and I mean it's been three years, and now it's starting to look like the Chargers are on the come up, the Broncos are on the come up, even the Raiders are good. So I mean, it's gonna be nothing in the NFL is ever guaranteed. No team will ever dominate their division like the Patriots did for that twenty year stretch. So um yeah it's it's gonna be Herbert's about to be lit for the next like ten years though. Facts. So yeah. Uh moving on, we gotta talk about Justin Fields' first start. Unfortunately, Kenny's not here to uh talk about this this game. Uh it was a snooze fest for the most part. The Browns ran all over the Bears, you know, Baker did his thing, got two hundred and forty six yards and a touchdown. Chubb has eighty four yards on twenty two carries. Kareem Hunt was just eating them alive. All right, all that to the side. Justin Fields, we got to talk about. Six of 20 for 68 yards. There was a point in time when I think it was like the third quarter. I don't know what quarter it was. This man, Justin Fields, had two completions, bro. In like three quarters. Yeah. It was – I was like, what was that? I don't even know what was – I didn't watch the game or anything. I mean, it was on red zone. And they were barely showing this game, and I wonder why. Because every single time, it was just Justin Fields running for his life or getting sacked. Um, yeah, the Bears – it's just, dude, I don't know, man. I feel so bad for uh, Khalil Mack, bro. He should ask for a trade. This team's yeah. not ready to win anything right now. Um, Justin Fields got sacked eight times. And I'm not saying like nine, nine. nine times. Miles Garrett had 4.5 sacks. Um, he was cooking. I mean, I'm not going to blame all of this on Justin Fields. You know, especially if your O-line's getting, you know, letting uh, that front four gas you right up the middle every time. It's It's not all Justin Fields' fault, but some of the sacks, he just looked so slow, so lost. He looked mm-hmm. like his feet were stuck. His feet were stuck in the in the grass, and he couldn't move. Um, sometimes he just got to throw the ball away. He held onto the ball a little too long. Some of the sacks, and you know, 
these guys are a lot faster than whoever you were playing against, like in Nebraska or uh, against um, Maryland or whoever, whoever you were playing in the Big Ten, bro. Because the Big Ten's, you know, these dudes are NFL time, bro. You got Miles Garrett who runs like a four or something, 40-yard dash. He can catch up to you in an instant. Dude, these dudes are fast. Justin Fields needs to realize that. Um, first start, and it looks unimpress- unimpressive. Um, I know Kenny was blaming Matt Nagy. No, bro. It's just the team was not ready to play that day. The O-line wasn't there. Justin Fields wasn't ready to play. And there it is. That's the result. Yeah. Um, It it was a combination of both. Fields can't go unscathed because 6 of 20 for 68 yards or whatever he threw, that's just not okay. You can't be doing that, especially in – this NFL, bro, that's um, Ben DiNucci you, numbers. Ben DiNucci was throwing a, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and I mean the game plan was just like I don't know what Matt Nagy was doing. It was very confusing. Um, I felt like you have a mobile quarterback. Why don't you use the zone read stuff like that um, to like emphasize his strengths? And it just looked like he rolled out the Andy Dalton game plan. But obviously, Justin, that's just not Justin Fields' game right now. Maybe he's not ready. Um, and their offensive line just got mauled. Um, it, there was a bunch of just free runs at Justin Fields. He had no time. Um, he just There was just nothing he could do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Browns, on the other hand, they just did their thing. Um, not, not really much to say. They just did what they have, whatever they usually do. They run the ball, and they live off that play action. OBJ had some nice plays. Um, it was a little concerning that um, Baker got sacked five times because that offensive line is one of the highest graded in the league. But obviously it is the Bears and they have Khalil Mack, Mario Edwards, Robert Quinn. They have really nice pass rush. So hopefully it's just an aberration. Um, but Fields, uh, I think he's going to learn from this. Um, he... he I, don't, I don't even know. Like... <laughs> We got to get Kenny on the call, yeah, bro. We got to get Kenny, bro. Six of 20, man. Like, that's just – he just did I mean, not look I, ready. I, was trying to watch it. I watched his YouTube video. It was, like, all of Justin Fields' uh, completions. It was, like, a 50-second video. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was – dude, there's nothing to see, man. Yeah, there's nothing really, much to talk about this game. Yeah. Like, he just – they just got destroyed. Um, I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Just, like, complete free runs at the quarterback. Um. But at the same time, some of the, like half of the sacks were just him just trying to do too much. Um, he was out of the pocket and he still wouldn't throw it away and he just would stumble into a sack. So uh, mm. it's a learning experience. Um, the Bears' weapons aren't the greatest, also besides Allen Robinson and Cole Komet. Uh, but um, I think they got to roll out a better game plan and we'll see how Fields improves. Um, based on that. But right now uh, it's looking real rough for um, Chicago Bears fan. But yeah. What do you think of the Browns? They're looking good. They're looking real good. Um, Defensively. I mean, I think this Browns team has proven that they can win a multitude of ways. Mm -hmm. They can win in shootouts with OBJ back. Um, They can run the ball, run it right down your throat and absolutely give you no chance to have the ball. Like we saw today and they can beat you defensively. Uh, This Browns team is looking scary. I think, you know, if people really, if you are a Baker Mayfield believer, 
I think, like, as I believe Baker Mayfield can take this team to the Super Bowl. I just want to see how the rest of the AFC pans out. Obviously, the Chiefs aren't that good as we expected them to be. Um, if they figure it out, we'll see. But the Browns, they, I feel like they're poised to make – this is the best, uh, the best chance for them to win a Super Bowl, man, this year. Um, and if they can get there, props to them, bro, because this team, if you look at the roster, it is one of the scariest rosters in the NFL. Yeah, they have from top to bottom. They have they have, they're stuck they have, at basically every position. It's um, literally it's uh it's literally Noah's Ark. There's two of everything. You got two running yeah. backs. You got two tight ends. Two receivers. Um, even two quarterbacks. Case Keenum's mm-hmm. your backup. I mean, it, they got talent everywhere on this team. Kareem Hunt looks like how he looked that year on the Chiefs. Like he was dominant. The, he was not, he just running it, over people, catching passes. Like he is very very good. Like. If Nick Chubb wasn't there, he, I think he would be like he would okay, probably yeah, be regarded like, as like a top six, seven running back. There's no, there's no one two in this in this team. It's one A, one B for the running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. scary stuff. Moving on, we got to talk about the Washington Football Team and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I honestly God. thought coming into this game, the Bills didn't look that good, and I thought Washington was going to pull off a shocker. Boy, was I wrong, Josh Allen. <laughs> Bro, Josh Allen was going crazy. I've never seen Josh Allen. Oh, I have seen Josh Allen play like this, but um, not this I mean, year. Yeah, not this year so far. He was just diming up everybody on this team. Everybody. It was like Halloween, bro. Uh, you get a catch. You get a catch. Cole Beasley got 11 of them. Manuel Sanders got two touchdowns. Stephon Diggs had six catches. Dawson Knox got in the action. I mean, you listen, Shrey, you could take it away after this, but um. What did you see from the Washington team? That uh, is there anything that concerned you moving forward, or is it just Josh Allen that was that good? Um, yeah, I'm concerned very deeply. I was so disappointed. I had to turn off the game at uh, the end of the third. Um, <laughs> I think this is the most disappointed I've been because I was so high on this defense, and it looks like they've kind of been figured out. Um, the quick pass game is just killing us. Every team has done that to us so far, and. Um, the secondary is not looked at at all. Uh, the front four, this, it's the same issue with the Bucks. Like, yeah, our secondary isn't built to just clamp up receivers. Um, they kind of feed off that pass rush, and um, the front four is just not getting there. Um, a lot of just overplaying. Chase Young has been a huge disappointment so far. Um, I've seen him just use the same move over and over, um, really not – putting any variety into his pass rushes, often just overplaying. Um, the inside's getting there, but the outside rush just overplays. Sweat and Chase just overplay so much that the quarterback can just easily step up and maneuver around and find a receiver. Um, and Josh Allen was doing that the whole game. Um, even when we were kind of getting there, he would just sidestep and it would be it would be open season for him. All the receivers were wide open. Uh, Beasley was just killing us. He always kills us. And, Dude, I, um, I don't know if you guys were playing. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I didn't know if you guys were playing a zone or man or what because the receivers were like wide open every single time. It was yeah. a lot of zone. And yeah, I, I just don't think we're that good of a zone team. I think we need to just – I think we need to blitz a little more. Maybe the play calling has to change up because it didn't seem like there are any adjustments from the coaching staff defensively at all. Um, it looked like they were just doing the same thing. Over and over, it was just a bunch of zone. They brought a blitz a few times, and it was just like a millisecond late. I saw Cam Curl got there, almost got there on a third down, and they converted it. The third down defense has been horrible. 
third and 15 to start the game converts mm-hmm. it. Like, it's just backbreaking. Like, it just it's, – it's so demoralizing. Those third and long, I think we're ranked 29th on third down defense. We're on the in the bottom of the league in every defensive category, basically, besides run defense. Um, so, yeah, I think – um, they just got to get in the film room and make some adjustments. Uh, they really got to look in the mirror. And this is a new season. Um, they got to come with that mentality they came with last year. Um, it's been really confusing. I think I just think one year of film on Chase Young, on our defense, um, teams have adjusted. Teams have realized that they can kill us with the quick pass. They can just neutralize the rush. So um, I think um, – they, yeah, the coaches, Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera, just got to get in the film room and see where they can improve at um, mm-hmm. and just play with some more urgency. And also, Landon Collins, please never play him in coverage. Please, please. He's just too slow. Oh, he's man. too slow. I understand we paid him a lot of money, but he's just too slow. He can't be playing in coverage. His run defense is pretty great, but coverage-wise, he already wasn't that good, and Achilles has really robbed him of – that speed. So, uh, yeah, um, just uh, the key thing is just making adjustments at this point. Um, and it looks like so far there hasn't been any. We'll see how it goes this week against a non-mobile quarterback. I think we have struggled with the mobile quarterbacks mightily so far this year. So we'll see first week against a, a statue, Atlanta, right? basically, at quarterback in Matt oh, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be an easy, easy, easy dub, bro. Easy, yeah. easy dub. Um I want to say real quick before we move on, Taylor Heineke, you know, that is the answer for the Washington football team. But uh, those interceptions, bro, boneheaded. Just yeah. don't, you can't, yeah, throw, you can't you be doing throw those. Especially throw. with the arm strength that he has throwing mm-hmm. into the wind. So, yeah, it was just, it was, it was a bad game. And I think we need to start, I think we need to take the ball because we've been deferring every single game. Just take the ball because we've been allowing touchdowns on every single opening drive. Yeah, you guys are down seven already, every single game. Yeah, That's already puts us behind the eight ball. I um, think we need to establish the run a little more. AG is good. Like, he he finds running lanes even when there's not that great of a blocking. So, I think we need to commit to the run a little more, mm-hmm. um, not put too much pressure on Heineke and um, just – Balance football, man. That's that's how that's how you win games. Oh man, moving on um, to the AFC showdown. A lot of these, a lot of people were picking these two teams to be contenders um, to win the entire division, the Titans or the Colts, and um, it's a snooze fest. I don't see either one of these teams making any noise in the playoffs. Um, the Colts, especially, I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. Carson Wentz is not the answer for this team. Uh, they, they, they gave up on the run too easily. You have Jonathan Taylor, a premier running back, and you give him the ball 10 times. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And it was, um, the game wasn't out of hand. That's what I'm – yeah. And the thing is, Derrick Henry, bro, you play this man every single year, and you still don't have an answer for him, bro. I mean, granted, he did get the ball 28 times, and he averaged, and he averaged four yards carry. But, wow. Um, yeah, the Colts, they are the most disappointing team in the NFL. Uh, Ryan Tannehill didn't even have a crazy game like that. My man's threw for 190. I have him in fantasy. He threw two picks. And I don't think you guys did anything off those picks. A.J. Brown got hurt. So you're going up against Julio Jones. And I think Nick Westbrook was the second uh, or is the best receiver in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's how you guys lost. And Julio Terrible. was like in and out the second Yeah. Half. And apparently apparently this Colts defense is one of the – come into the year um, a, a top 10 defense. 
it just this team is so disappointing on all levels. All these analytical guys putting all this Colts team is so scary. You guys are a joke. Carson Wentz is the anti-analytical guy. Yeah. Um, Colts are done for. They need a new quarterback, and uh, they need to hit the restart button because I don't think Frank Reich's the answer. I don't think Carson Wentz is the answer. Just hit the restart button. Start again next year because you guys are not winning this division. I don't understand what it is with these Eagles disciples that want to go for it on fourth down all the time. Like you don't have that great of a quarterback that you're that you can be going for it so much on fourth down. Just take the points. Your kicker is pretty good, um, and your quarterback hasn't shown anything for you to put your absolute trust in him in those situations. Um, I don't even think the defense has been playing that bad. They forced two turnovers on Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry only averaged four yards a carry. Um, I think the problem is the offense, and it's been the offense the whole year. Um, too many mistakes. Um, 19 of 37 from 194 yards from Carson Wentz. That is, that's just not going to do it for you. Um, he's been really inaccurate this year. Um, yes. Very up and down. I I don't think it. I think I don't think it was the Eagles. It was just it was probably it's probably just Carson Wentz because. Um, he's kind of looked like the same old quarterback um, from last year. Um, and uh, their offense has just been kind of anemic. Um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor needs to be getting the ball more. This is a run-oriented offense. They ran the ball so much last year, and they were so effective. Um, Ten carries is just not enough for him, especially when he was averaging six and a half yards a carry. And you guys only were – it was a game. The whole, It was close the mm-hmm. whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to stick to the run, um, especially when your quarterback is has two sprained ankles, one of them being a high ankle sprain. Um, you can't be putting so much pressure on your quarterback. Once again, just it's become too much of a pass-happy league, I think. And um, you got to stick to balancing out the game. If your defense is reeling, running the ball, eating up clock is going to help. And um, it just looks like the Colts are – looking at probably not making the playoffs because they have a very tough schedule. I think they go against uh, the Dolphins this week and then Baltimore on on Monday night week five. So it doesn't get any easier from now on. Um, It looks like it's going to be the Titans winning by default. The rest of the division is looking very, (laughs) very, very bad. Um, Obviously, we saw what the Jaguars look like and the Texans with no Tyrod Taylor. So, uh, yeah, this is a very weak division. Um, and I think the Titans, with all the flaws that they have, are probably going to win this division pretty easily. Mm. Oh, let's talk about another division that's changing a little bit. We got the, the AFC North battle. <laughs> and the Cincinnati, the first place Cincinnati Bengals uh, defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-10. Yo, listen, bro. Joe Burrow, I don't even want to talk about the Bengals. I got to talk about Big Ben. What who is who is calling these plays, bro? Fifty-eight oh, attempts for for Big Ben. Who what I mean, what has he proven in the past two years when he's throwing over like 40, 40, 50 times? He his arm gets tired. He is no he's not mobile anymore. Um, and he's his decision making is just not there anymore, bro. He is not an NFL quarterback anymore. He's a shell of what his former self was. He has the body, he has the stature, IQ is not there. Uh, his arm is completely like I wouldn't Shot. even say I wouldn't even say fifty percent of what it was at his peak. Uh, dude, this Big Ben right here. I mean, 
this 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 Steelers team, they need to make a change immediately at quarterback because uh, there's no way, there's no way you're winning any games with Big Ben thrown over 30 times a game, bro. 58 times. That is Big insane. Ben. He's not Tom Brady, bro. He doesn't age like that. He ages like a normal human being, and his arm is just shot, bro. It's just – I saw a video. Uh, actually, I was watching Red Zone. There was, bro, that play. There was – there was, I'm telling you, it was, uh, they were, I think the three Bengals, I would say seven yards right in front of him, directly in front of him, seven, three Bengals. And I think it was Juju, um, like sandwiched in between all three. I don't know who Big Ben thought he was. <laughs> trying to throw the ball. Around. Sneak, he's trying to sneak the ball right through three defenders, bro. And of course it gets picked. Uh, and yeah, the Steelers, yo, this, <laughs> I still think this defense can win you some games. Um, I, I still think the offense has some weapons, has some nice pieces, but the quarterback is just not the answer, bro. Get him out the game, uh, let him retire, and don't let don't let this man throw yeah. anymore. Don't let this man throw anymore. I yeah, I think it's time to bench him. Honestly, there has been no indication that he has anything left. They said he was in the best shape of his life coming into this season. Oh my bro, god, his camp, his camp is the biggest cap artist on this planet because I've been hearing stuff like that for the last few years and nothing has changed. Ever since that 11-0 start, he has been an absolute shell of himself and it's just gotten progressively worse. Um, they had it fourth and goal from 13-yard line <laughs> down two scores. Oh, and this dude man. throws a swing pass to Najee Harris behind the line of scrimmage. Who gets walloped by three defenders? Like, what is that? I don't understand. Like, he, he's just, he's just, his arm is completely shot. The decision making has never really been there, but he had the arm to make up for it. Now he doesn't have that either. Um, he is rigid. He doesn't like to do call play actions. He doesn't, he has, they have an archaic quote unquote um, audibling system. And this offense is just so predictable. Um, they drafted a running back. In the first round, and they ran they ran him 14 times, um, threw it 58 times. Najee Harris had 14 receptions or 14 targets. Yeah, it's like it's, that's just like that's just, you're not gonna win that way. It's just too predictable. There's no there's no deep ball in this offense. You have a great deep ball receiver in Chase Claypool, but just can't get him the ball because your quarterback doesn't have the arm for it. Um, it, it's like this offense, like like you said, um, I'd rather probably watch paint dry than watch Dude, this offense. It's 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 not even like I don't I don't even know how to explain it. It's just it's so predictable to the point where um That's TikTok. Feel, like TikTok, yo, TikTok kids can analyze this team, bro. And I don't want to you know put all the blame on Big Ben. You know, some of it goes on Mike Tomlin, but the offensive line is bad. The O line is not. Yeah, it, the Steelers team is. Um, I feel like they're they're hanging on to something that's just not there anymore, bro. Mm-hmm. The, the team that 2017 team with Le'Veon Bell and AB, they're not there anymore. That all of them are all aged. They're out. They're gone. Big Ben is not what he was before. You guys got to rebuild this team from the ground up. Get rid of Big Ben because you guys have a lot of young pieces that you need. You know to utilize, and you guys just don't have the right person to distribute them the ball. Um, it, it, it'd be like that sometimes. You guys are playing the Packers next, that's an L. The Broncos after that, that's another L. And then the Seahawks, 
another L, and then the Browns. So you got four straight L's coming up. Um, yeah. It's not looking too hot for the Steelers right now. So, mm-hmm. oh, man, moving on, moving on. Um, <laughs> that's just so funny to talk about the Steelers. I wish Kenny yeah. was here today. I know. Oof. Moving on, we got to talk about um, Justin Tucker, the greatest kicker of all time, drilling that 66-yarder against the Lions. Um, the Ravens should not have even been in that position, bro. If Marquise Brown could catch the ball, the Ravens should have won that game fair and square easily um, in the third quarter. They had, they dominated possession. Um, they had so many – dude, Lamar, Lamar dropped it right in the bread basket. And this man, like, literally – I know. Right in the bread basket, Marquise can hold on. But it's okay. It set up the greatest game-winner – game-winning kick I've ever seen in my life. Um, Justin Tucker, who else would it be? The guy who hit a, hit a 61-yard game-winning field goal. Hops on for a 66-yarder, bro. And um, that crazy. kick. When I was watching it at first, I thought the ball bounced the other way onto the field. Same. But I saw it hit the net. I said, oh, man. The line, if I'm a Lions fan, I would I would be so sick right now. I would Same be so – the, Yeah, I think – I honestly think they're cursed, bro. Yeah. The, they, the old record was against them, too, and the score was also 19-17. <laughs> and then you also had the Hail Mary with Aaron Rodgers all in Ford Field, bro. All of this happens in Ford Field. Oh, it, God. It, if you're a Lions fan, I would just, yeah, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't show up to school. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't show up to work or I wouldn't show up to anything, bro. I would just sit in my bed all day and just rethink, like, what is going on in my life? Because <laughs> you mm-hmm. guys played, they played a good game, right? There yeah, wasn't that their many defense mistakes. played well. Yeah, the defense played well. Jared Goff didn't have any interceptions. DeAndre Swift, uh, he ran ran decently well. I mean, they DeAndre played Swift's well. DeAndre nice. Yeah, he is good. He is good. But uh, yeah, that's such a Lions way to lose. And congrats to Lamar, um, to Justin Tucker for proving that he is the goat kicker. Yeah, uh, I gotta talk about Lamar real quick. He looked real good. Um, he's looked so much better as a passer. I think he's averaging the most yards or air yards per attempt in the NFL this season. So it just goes to show you he can throw, man. He. He is a good quarterback. He's improving. I think a lot of the work he put in with Peyton Manning this offseason is paying off. Um, even when he escapes the pocket now, he's w- more willing to be looking downfield. He made a lot of nice throws on the run outside of the pocket where before he would have just ran. So um, I got to give him props. Um, he dropped a lot of dimes. Uh, he had one to uh, obviously Marquise Brown had to drop it. Um, he threw he a really nice one on the run. Three Marcus so, Brown drops. Bro. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what makes frustrating. He had a really nice one to, I think, who was his name? Jason Prochet on the sideline when he was scrambling outside of the pocket. And the touchdown he had to uh, Duvernay was also a scramble play, dropped a dime. So he's really improving as a passer, and he's proven all the doubters wrong. Because who would have thought? Fourth and 19, backed up in your own territory. Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. Who would have thought last year that he would have he would have completed that pass? I don't think a lot of people would have. So just give him his credit. Um, I think he's really showing some things this year. Um, the run game wasn't there either this game. And had to come back from behind. I agree. His interception was not that good. Like it was, <laughs> it was a really bad pick. Should not have been throwing that. It should have been a throwaway. But. Um, it just shows his resiliency, just shows his competitiveness. And I don't know why Sammy Watkins didn't run out of, run out of bounds. I thought that lost them the game. It all um, made, bro, he, Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker said, just go down, bro. I can kick this field goal from here. Yeah. I guess Justin Tucker just wanted to break the record. I mean, it looked 
it, it like it was online for sure when mm-hmm. it came off his leg. Uh, I think he looked took like an extended run up because um, he 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 stepped far back to kick it, and um, once it hit the po- goalpost, same thing. I thought it was gonna bounce out, but it bounced in, and you could just see the Lions fans just with their hands on their heads, just in disbelief. Um, but yeah, Justin Tucker, he's the goat kicker. Um, that man is just different, bro. Mm-hmm. He is just different. Yeah. Um, moving on, we gotta talk about Minnesota Vikings. And the Seattle Seahawks, yo, listen, Kirk Cousins, bro, he's he's having, like, I don't know what's gotten into him, but he's having, like, as a pure pocket quarterback, he's got to be a top five pocket quarterback right now, bro. This dude is dying. The first three games, I feel like nobody's been talking about the Vikings, but, uh, I mean, I'd be so scared of them. Their offense is scary. Kirk Cousins Mm -hmm. playing the way he's playing right now, it's it's just impossible, bro. This guy is – it's hard to root against Kirk Cousins. Um He's such a nice guy, and he's balling out this year, bro. I think he's um eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, they are one and two, however. They should uh, two close games they lost, but I mean, Kirk Cousins is playing exceptionally well. Um, you got the running backs. I mean, you're talking about one two punch. Dalvin Cook goes off, and then I, I swear I saw Alexander Madison. I if you didn't tell me Dalvin Cook was out, I would think Alexander Madison was uh, Dalvin Cook. I mean, he was yeah, exactly. No he was problem. running really well. Um, I think 112 yards. Justin That's, Jefferson. Uh, a lot of catches, off. too. Yeah. yeah. They, they got weapons everywhere. I think Madison had like 50, 60 yards um, mm-hmm. catching. And this Vikings offense is so, so balanced, bro. They can kill you in so many different ways. It's exactly like the Browns team. Um, they can kill you with the run. They can kill you with the passing. And, uh, you know, I got to talk about the Seahawks real quick. Because Russell Wilson, man. How much more can he do? How much more? Like, what do you guys expect him to do? You guys expect him to be Superman every single game? Is it? Is this what I'm expecting, Russell Wilson? Like, can you guys? Can you guys guard somebody? Can they block for him? Can you guys run the ball better? I know Chris Carson. Chris Carson had a good game, but like, Russell Wilson running the ball too. It just doesn't make any sense, bro. It doesn't make any sense. Why is Russell Wilson expected to put this team on, a ba- on his back every single time, bro? I've seen these TikTokers talking about, oh, Russell Wilson is not, is he's overrated, blah, blah, blah. No, he's not overrated. Look at the rest of the team, bro. Tell me what Pete Carroll has done to help Russell Wilson because this team is not it, man. The defense, oh, you signed um, sign Jamal Adams. Cool. You have Bobby Wagner. Cool. What is the rest of this defense? What, like, honestly, they cannot get a stop to save their lives. Last week, you had Derrick Henry go off for, like, four touchdowns on you. And this week, I mean, Kirk Cousins, Dime, you guys, Madison, his team is like, I don't don't understand. I do not understand what's going on in Seattle. Um, The Legion of Boom, maybe they need Dan Quinn back. They should have got Dan Quinn. They should have brought him back in Seattle and maybe he could rebuild this defense because, uh, yeah, it's it's just not not it. Yeah. There are just some weird losses for them because they're up in this game. They're up by a lot against uh, the Titans, and then all of a sudden they just get killed in the time possession time of possession battle. Um, they just get, like, I mean, Derrick Henry ran all over them, and then Madison had a great game. Um, they just have some weird lulls of play calling um, where they just go pass, 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 even though they're running the ball well. Um, and it kind of just – their offense just gets off the field, and then they just get ran all over again. So their defense is worn down and just – then they're playing catch up and it's just not working because the offensive line can't block. So I, I don't know what's going on in Seattle. Um, just a lot of 
weird um, personnel decisions, um, lots of weird holdouts coming into the year with uh, Adams and Dwayne Brown. So uh, I don't know, man. I, I wasn't that high on them coming in. I was very close to just not picking them to go to the playoffs uh, mm-hmm. just because I, I just don't like their team. I trust Russ. Like, he will do a lot for them. But um, the defense is coming to a point where um, I don't think he can overcome it because they lost um, Shaquille Griffin, their best mm-hmm. corner. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't really address that position at all. Um, they're relying on a second-year dude. I think DJ Reed's six-round pick, I believe, and uh, Trey Flowers, who has the – he has a tendency to get beat a lot. So, um, yeah, they're going to have to figure out this defense because um, there's only so much Russ can do. Um, I think they need to trust the run game. Like the, the, uh, Chris Carson had 10 carries for 84 yards. So um, just I think yet again, I, I've been saying this the whole podcast, balancing – like if you don't have the, at that great of a defense, try to balance the run game and the pass game, take up – the, or try to win the time possession battle and um, go from there because uh, this is two straight games where the same issue has occurred for the um, Seahawks and um, the second half has just been a nightmare for that defense. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also the Vikings. Um, yeah. Their offense is uh, very, very scary. Um, they have weapons everywhere. I think they can basically move the ball on anyone. Um, I think the first game was a little bit of an aberration for them uh, just as a team. Um, I don't think they performed up to their standard, um, but they easily could have won last week. And this week they showed their true potential. I think the Browns should be on upset alert this week because that offense does not look like it can be stopped regardless of who's playing running back. Cause those receivers on the outside are scary. Um, I think Kirk and that offensive line is, improved a lot over the past few years. So as long as he has production, he's pretty good. So Hey, Stefanski uh, revenge week, man. Yeah, possibly, <laughs> possibly. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I think this Vikings team, they'll go wherever Kirk takes them. If Kirk is playing bad, they're not going to get anywhere. I mean, that's he's the quarterback of the team for a reason. But, mm-hmm. yeah, if Kirk's playing the way he's playing right now, yeah, this Vikings team is going to be hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Sunday night football, Green Bay Packers heading into, I think it's Aaron Rodgers' hometown in the Bay Area, uh, San Francisco 49ers. Packers were in control through the entire game, bro, like from start to finish, literally until the last 37 seconds of the game. Packers were in control of this. Uh, they were up 17-0. They blew the lead, of course, in Aaron Rodgers' fashion. He, they blow the lead all the way to the point where he, the ball is uh, Packers 25 with 30 seconds, 37 seconds left, no timeouts. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers things. Three beautiful plays to Devontae Adams. Watching that. I did. I really no. I actually. I was like, that's this is a masterpiece. This is a masterpiece. Um, I finally figured out Aaron Rodgers. He is the regular season goat. You know, game on the line. Game on the line with however many seconds left in the regular season, or against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers will get it done, bro. He is the goat of goats in the regular season. Like he's so smooth with it. He knows exactly who to throw it to. He's so poised. And you know he wins the game. I'm, I'm not gonna roast him here. I mean, he played a, he played an amazing game. Um, Mason Crosby has bailed out Rodgers lots of times, and he did it again. Um, that 49ers team, though, Jimmy G. A lot of haters coming into this year talking about Jimmy G. Is not the answer. I think he did 
exceptionally well in that last drive. Yeah. You, know, you can hate all you want on Jimmy G. He played as 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 good as he could have played. Um, coming down seven, going down seventeen to the Packers and coming back and taking the lead eventually, that is a very hard task. Um, and they, I mean, Jimmy G. balled out. He played as, but I know. I know he was 25 of 40, but if you see the way he was controlling and commanding the offense to that final drive and getting the ball into Kittle's hands, I think he played well enough. Mm. Um, I still think Trey Lance was a couple years away from starting, but yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers, let me go back to it. Like I said, regular season GOAT. Um, if there's anybody in the regular season, I got to put that disclaimer out, in the regular season, game on the line. If if I get pick any quarterback, it's Aaron Rodgers any day of the week. So, yeah, there, there you go, Shred. I just gave Aaron Rodgers some flowers right there. Oh, wow, with a lot of uh, backhand compliments. I How's that backhanded? How's it regular backhanded? season disclaimer. But All right, yeah. I mean, I, everyone said he didn't care. Everyone said he was oh, checked yeah. out. Everyone yeah. said that he – oh, Vincent said he was washed at one point. I mean yeah, – I can say – I mean, listen, he, he, gets, he gets pretty washed in the playoffs. Okay. But yeah, continue, continue. We'll see about that this year. But yeah, I mean, what a masterpiece. Um, he just looked like he was in control the whole game. Um, th- him and Adams, I don't think, like, this is a rare, or like, I, this is on like the level of like Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne type beat um, with how in sync they are. Um, apparently, <laughs> with no rings. I'm telling you, just see, just wait. This is not he, he's locked in now because he he heard all he heard all the talk about him being a toxic uh, leader. Um, all the whatever Jermichael mm-hmm. Finley was saying about him um, not having the work work ethic this year, um, even though he's not in the building and has no idea what's going on. And Rogers made his career, and so I mean, he just looks so good um, out there. Um, I had no worries on that last drive. Um, I was just hoping he wouldn't fold because I knew what was coming from Vincent if he did. So no, nah, uh, no, nah, dude, no, 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 no. I was, I was not gonna roast him. I knew my whole time. I had the plan the entire time. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna. I'm supporting Rogers the whole regular season, bro. That's what I decided on. Okay, okay. We'll see if that ends up being true. But yeah, um, I think. That was a really good win for the Packers as a whole. I was, I think their their defense really impressed me for the most of the part. Um, without Zadarius Smith, they still got to Jimmy G against a really good offensive line. I honestly thought they would get pushed around, and it would be a typical Packers loss to 49ers when they're actually healthy. But um, I think not them not having their running backs kind of hurt them. Um, Trey Sermon, he's a young dude. He's still has not established himself in the NFL. So I think they're going to need um, Elijah Mitchell or who, Jeff Wilson. Um, I think they're going to need guys like that to come back for their run game to play to its fullest potential. But, yeah, that was a great game from the Packers. Um, even, like, when um, Jimmy G led that drive at the end of the game, I was like, okay, this could be the typical Packers unraveling and after they get pushed around and just losing. But um, obviously, Rodgers, no timeouts, 37 seconds left, two perfect throws. That first one was right over Fred Warner's fingertip. Just shows goes to show you the talent that's on display whenever he walks on that field. Um, 
Obviously, he does carry. You guys saw. I, I think everyone saw that um, that video of him jumping after they won. Um, so everybody who said that, oh yeah, he's checked out. The defense is not playing well because he's checked out. That's not true. I think they're geared up for another run to the to Super Bowl. The, to hopefully, the, to the NFC Championship game. Or another run to the Super Bowl. Hopefully, because. Um, that was a really good win for them. I, and I'm not taking away anything from the 49ers. Um, I think Jimmy G showed why he should be the starter this year, why Trey Lance, it's okay that he's on the bench because he knows that offense really well. He he did, he was shaky in the first half, but um, coming back 17-0, leading that drive, um, he made some really nice throws. That throw to Kittle, um, obviously that tight window throw to Debo Samuel who made a huge catch. Um I think those are just two really good teams out there on Sunday night. And um, this NFC, at the top of this NFC, it's going to be really interesting because um, I think the 49ers, Packers, Rams, uh, Bucks. Panthers, Panthers, Loki. Panthers, if we can get um, Christian McCaffrey back soon. Um, yeah. And obviously, I mean, the NFC West with the Cardinals too. So it, it's going to be an interesting um, race for the NFC title. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a great capper to uh, a great Sunday of football. Yeah. I will say this real quick. Ch- Kyle use check. Um, I would have went down the one yard line. I know, I know, you know, he has to score a touchdown, blah, blah, blah. And you know, nothing's guaranteed. I would rather, I would rather lose like that than to lose like how Aaron Rodgers beats you. Cause you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to drive on the ball with 30 seconds. I don't care how much time you left on the clock. He's going to somehow get the ball down the field. If I'm the 49ers, take it down to one second, but I'm not going to take it any yeah. chances. I think they kind of, like, pushed him into the end zone. Like yeah. The defender was kind of, yeah. like, just letting him go into the end zone. Yeah, well, uh, whatever. We got to move on to America's team. Starting off strong, man. I've, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, bro, coming in. Two and one now. We defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 21 to 41. Uh, we made Jalen Hurts look like a six-round pick out there. <laughs> And not Tom Brady either, man. We made him look like some scrub six-round pick. Uh, Dak Prescott, efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. That's what we need from a Dak. We don't need 60 passes a game. Mike McCarthy, I know he had his blunder with the time management. But Zeke getting 17 carries with two touchdowns. We got Tony Pollard getting 11 carries, 60 yards. Listen, this Cowboys team, man, I don't want to get too excited, but – this is the recipe for success. And I know it's the Philadelphia Eagles, and I know they're trash. I knew that they're going to be trash coming into this year, but it feels so good being them the way we beat them. Um, yeah. We have a recipe for success. And I think Mike McCarthy finally figured it out. 47 runs to 26 passes. That is how you win football games, especially with this O-line, especially with two great running backs with Zeke and Tony Pollard. Um, and you have complimentary receivers on the outside who can get you third down, uh, third down catches when necessary. Don Schultz looks like a secret weapon that the Cowboys have. Um, C.D. Lamb only had three catches. Amari Cooper, if I told you coming into this game, C.D. Lamb would have three catches. Amari Cooper would have three catches. Would you think they win this game? I wouldn't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but the defense balled out. The offense did its thing, but the defense, bro. Jalen Smith. I finally saw him doing something out there, which was great to see. Anthony Brown gets a pick on the first drive of the game. Um, Jaron Curse, dirty. He's he's a stud. Physical. Mm-hmm. He's looked so him. good this year. 
the two corners, you got Jalen Curse, Jaron Curse, and we got Trayvon Diggs on the other side. Trayvon Diggs making his case for the Pro Bowl already in week three. First, I think the, the only NFL player right now to have three picks in three games. He's balling out. I love him. He's a ball hawk. He talks so much. Um, this is getting these LOB vibes. I'm not trying to say, you know, we're going to be the LOB or anything. Stop. But they're getting, you're giving me a, a, a LOB vibes. I love the way we're talking. Um, and then this is without DeMarcus Lawrence, who I wasn't really high on anyways. Uh, and then you got Micah Parsons. Absolute stud, bro. Best pick in the draft. I'm so glad we got him. Um, I feel like our, our, our corners are fine. We didn't need Sertan. I wasn't too excited when we got Micah at first, but Micah is everywhere. I love him. He's a ball. He know he sniffs the ball out so well. Um, and he was tracking down Hurts. Yeah, he can. He finds Hurts. I just love this defense. Um, this may be one of the be- better defenses that Dak has had is in his entire short career so far. So I hope we can make some use of it. But uh, yeah, LVE was there. I mean. The pieces are finally starting to come together. Just I, once again, this is against the Eagles. I don't want to get my horse. I don't want to get too high on my horse or anything. Um, but the Cowboys look good. We didn't have Keanu Neal. He's also on IR. Um, Malik Hooker showed up, made some great stops. Um, there yeah, was no KZ either yesterday. KZ was there. KZ was there. Um, but yeah, this this defense is. I feel like you know the players last year. We saw what the defense was. It's like the similar group. But I'm, I'm telling you, the coordinator change. Dan Quinn has this defense rolling. And if Mike McCarthy isn't careful, I would not mind Dan Quinn as the head coach. I wouldn't. I don't. I you know a lot of people are going to roast me for saying that. Dan Quinn, I wouldn't mind as a head coach. He got the Falcons to the Super Bowl. So um, I wouldn't mind that either. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys were looking good. I want to see what we do against Sam Darnold next week because I feel like, you know, the Eagles are trash. And if Sam Darnold beats us, uh, and lights us up, then, you know, same old, same old Cowboys. We're going to be 8-8, eight and eight, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know we're going to make the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, that's the Cowboys. And for the Eagles, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the answer. You know, I was very high on him coming this year. He does make some questionable – he makes some questionable throws. Whoa. He stares down his receivers a lot. Um, the read option, I, sometimes he, he holds it. Three ineligible men downfield. Yeah. And it's, they're all his fault. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Um the defense for the Eagles, yeah, go 2017. What that Super Bowl team is just gone, bro. Like that should be a race from history. That team is not there anymore. Um, Darius Slay is like the only good piece on that defense. Fletcher Cox is getting there in age. Um, I think Hargraves, Hargraves did some. Uh, yeah, Hargraves, Hargraves is good. But every, everything else, I mean, it's hit or miss. And this, yeah, this Eagles team, Nick Sirianni, man, was wearing a beat Dallas shirt all week. Yeah, it's come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> he, he was he wore that to practice like throughout the throughout the whole week talking about the rivalry. And I swear the Cowboys didn't say anything about the rivalry the entire week. Or like do we really live in, in the Eagles fans uh rent head rent free like that every time, bro? Like it, we I swear we don't think about the Eagles as much as you guys think about us. Um but yeah, so we have to, we have to punish you guys a little bit for that, and uh that's all I gotta say about this. Yeah, um I gotta agree with you. The defense um, with the coordinator change, looks very different. They look they they are fast. They're like flying all over the place. They're always around the ball. Um, Jalen Smith and uh, Micah Parsons were they were keeping up with Hurts, so he couldn't he didn't have much room at all. Um, I thought um, Curse has like Curse has probably been y'all's MVP so far, low mm-hmm, key, because mm-hmm. um, he's been all over the field every game. I've seen him making plays. Um, 
And Parsons, it, yeah, that man's just different, bro. Like the versatility, um, playing end and um, being able to play linebacker, being able to call plays on the defense. Um, he's going to be a special player for a long time. And that was a great pick for the Cowboys, honestly. I thought like after not getting Sertan, um, that is a nice fallback plan because he's really good and um, – He's he's a physical specimen, honestly. Because you, <laughs> Eagles, you should not be that fast at 250 pounds. I think the Eagles paid us; they traded us to move down. So yeah, we could get Devontae Smith. Yeah, so they wow. could uh, get in front of the Giants. Like that's crazy. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and um, Trayvon Diggs has been really impressive so far this season. Um, that picks he was everywhere. Like he was all over Devontae Smith yesterday. Oh, he knew. And he I was think- talking. He, I'm pretty sure he versed them in practice so many times at mm-hmm. Alabama. He just yeah, knew exactly he knew the tendency. Yeah. yeah, he was talking to Hurts too. Yeah, like he, he was. was. He was talking. I was surprised he got a taunting for that man. Yeah, I know. I saw that when he was. Yeah, oh, but yeah, my God. Dallas is looking really good. The offense. I mean, what I've been clamoring for this whole podcast. They're balanced. That's the way to win with Dak. Um, you can't be forcing him to throw 50 plus times like you did in Week One. Um, Zeke, as much as you harp on him he is better than tony pollard he looked oh. really good yesterday thunder um and lightning. It's thunder and lightning. yeah thunder and lightning like skip bell says both of them look really good i mean they're run they were just so they were gaping holes yeah on like they just were getting whatever they want they were pushing around the eagles the whole game um it didn't look like the eagles had any answer for anything they were doing on offense amari cooper really didn't need to do much um CeeDee Lamb had that one big catch, and other than that, it was mostly just running their ball down their throat and some nice checks by uh, Dak to place to Dalton Schultz. Like, I remember he had one nice little screen. He checked out of a run play, I think. So I think that's the formula for the Cowboys to win. Um, I really can't say anything because my team got absolutely worked and our defense (laughs) is not looking good. So it looks like the Cowboys – are the front runners in the NFC East right now? Um, they probably Stray, have. Dude, Stray's using for reverse psychology. He doesn't think that, bro. He knows that he wants. He knows. Nah, the, I'm being for real, the bro. I'm being. Football team has a chance. No, he knows the football team has a chance. I'm being for real. I'm being for as as the chips are right now. We are one game above in the. I mean, it's week three of the season. Um, we're probably gonna lose next week to Carolina. And no, you, you guys, not. you guys are probably going to beat the Falcons easily. So, I mean, it's going to be even. We're back. We're going to be back to even. But we can't all agree on one thing. The Giants are out of the picture. And the yeah. Eagles. It's a two-team yeah. race, bro. Because mm-hmm. um, the Eagles just looked – they just looked poorly coached yesterday. There were so many penalties. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that many holding penalties in my life. Yeah. They had a possession where they had, like, two straight and then followed by another possession with three straight. They just looked completely out of sync. They have a lot of injuries now it's on the, on both lines. I saw uh, Fletcher Cox leave the game for a little bit. They lost um, one of their guards. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and Dallas was all all over them, um, mm-hmm. especially um, in the backfield on Hurts. Um, he had to maneuver a lot just to get some passes off. So, yeah, they just don't look like a good team right now. Um, they were getting killed in the run. They have a pretty good pass defense, but they were getting absolutely worked in the run. They don't look like a good team at all. Um, and Hurts, yeah, he <laughs> might not be the answer, man, because oh, he missed a few very easy throws, and he stared down Smith yeah. on that pick six. Like, you cannot be doing that. 
Um, even as a like in your seventh start, you just cannot be doing that. Um, and then he the play before he literally missed a thirty yard game for Goddard on an easy um, drag route. So uh, yeah, the accuracy is just not there. I don't see um, I don't see the flashes enough flashes of him as a thrower. And um, honestly, as an athlete, yes, he can run, but he's not like a supreme athlete like uh, uh, Josh Allen, who who has the size. And um, Lamar, who has the speed and quickness. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Um, I don't know if the accuracy issues can be solved. Um, and the and some of the, I don't know, some of the decisions were just very interesting. Um, put his He put his linemen in bad positions three times. He has This cannot be happening. He hesitates a lot. Yeah, especially exactly. on the read options. He's just a, mm-hmm. on the he's RPOs, not very decisive. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so um, there's a lot to fix there, and um, the Eagles look like they're in for a rough season because <laughs> I think Week as, One was just as you the said, Falcons. as you as you called, uh, yeah, as you called. Yeah, that that must show how bad the Giants are. The fact that they lost to those Falcons. Uh, yeah, let's talk about our most disappointing and most uh, impressive performance of the week. Four most disappointing performances of the week. I'm going to go with the New York Jets, the entire team. What the – like, yeah. how are you guys even in the NFL, man? 0-17, dude. This might be the first year where there might be multiple 0-17 teams. Yeah. Oh, man, from top to bottom, bro. This, mm-hmm. this Jets team is terrible, bro. There's nothing. There's nothing going on. Um just I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I do not it, know what to it, say. I, that might be that might rival the uh, Steelers for the worst offense in the league. Yeah, the offense is terrible. The defense can't get a stop. Um, that that's all I have to say. Yeah. Um. You wait. You did. Yeah. Disappointing. You did most disappointing. Okay. Most disappointing. Uh. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with Big Ben. Um. He's <laughs> usually they've usually owned this Bengals team at home and um. I get that they didn't have TJ Watt, but come on, man. It's the Bengals. They're not that they're not that good on defense. Like, if you can't put up points on these guys, how are you gonna put up points on anyone else? Cause it just look they just look awful um on every level of the offense. They have great weapons, but nobody to throw it to them. No offensive line. They have a great running back, potentially. Um but he had one 20 yard run and uh, he had, he was 13 carries for 20 yards on the rest of them. So um, this offense, um, the, this offense is going to have to do something because um, the defense, I don't think with the injuries and how poorly the offense is playing, like it could be like this bear situation where they're so demoralized by how bad the offense is. It affects the defense. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that, man. Yeah. Uh, moving on to most impressive performances, I was debating either Josh Allen or Justin Herbert, and I ultimately was gonna, I'm going to stick with Justin Herbert. Uh, going into Arrowhead Stadium, playing against Patrick Mahomes, and being the best player on the field. That Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes was also on that field too. Justin Herbert was the best player in that. Was the best player. Uh, yeah. He's so poised. I've never seen a quarterback third place play better on third down. Like he's every time it's a third or fourth down, he's like, 
you know he's going to complete a pass. He throws the ball on the money every single time. Um, his decision-making is elite. He's finally found a connection with Mike Williams. Because I feel like Philip Rivers wasn't did not use Mike Williams the way he should have used yeah. Mike Williams. He and, gives Mike Williams lots yeah. of chances. He throws it exactly where he knows only Mike Williams can get it. Um, he knows how to use Keenan Allen. And, you know, Justin Herbert, a lot of players, a lot, I mean, some people were saying that he couldn't win big games, you know, even going back to Oregon, like they never got to the big, but yeah, this game right here, I think will catapult him into um, new heights. He's going to have a lot more confidence. He can beat Patrick Mahomes now and hopefully he can win this division. I feel like the Chargers have a, have a chance to win this this very tough division this year. Mm. Uh, We will see what happens moving forward, but Justin Herbert is my most impressive performance of the week. For me, it's Matt Stafford. Um, he's been a guy who hasn't shown up in big games, and I think that was a pretty big game considering um, the circumstances and the games Stafford has played in. So, uh, yeah, he started off very shaky, but after that, the Rams look absolutely unstoppable. Like, yeah, yeah I get their injuries on the Bucks team, but they're still a good defense, and they're very well coached by Todd Bowles. And the fact that they just had no answer for the Rams offense and Stafford was just wheeling and dealing. Um, I'm going to have to give it to him. He's looked like um, an MVP candidate so far. I think he's up there, up in the top four or five um, for MVP so far. Mm. Yep. Uh, With all that being said, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Next week, Belichick versus Brady in Foxborough, I think. Um, I think Brady's set to break the passing record in Foxborough next week. That's so crazy. It's going to be a fun <laughs> Sunday night. Emotional-filled game. I hope we get a, yeah. you know, a barn burner. I hope I hope it's a shootout. I mm-hmm. highly doubt it. Uh, I, but, yeah, we will see what happens. Um, yeah, and thank you guys for listening to the show. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you all. Peace.